what you really want you what you really want you really want you really want you what you want you really 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 want you the Tower Club and the What You Eat episodes at this point, anyway. No, no, no. They they're, they're uh, <laughs> very blended together. Mm-hmm. Any idea of a uh, structured branding <laughs> or a branding element that we had uh, with these uh, bonus episodes is pretty much to the wind. Yeah, three out, sheets to the wind. Even. Out the window. Uh huh. Three sheets to the wind. Not yet. We've only had a few sips, Dan. Uh-huh. This uh, beer that's local. To California, <laughs> Lagunitas. That's local to America. <laughs> yeah, Lagunitas IPA. Brewed in Petaluma, California, and Chicago, Illinois, Dan. Ooh, wow. That's a little closer yeah. to us. Upper Midwest, mm-hmm. eight to nine hour drive. You've been, I know you've been to Chicago. Hey, we're deep dish here. <laughs> <laughs> you know that classic Chicago accent. <laughs> I toured the Lagunitas Brewery, Dan, oh, wow. in uh, Petaluma, California. It was good. Had a good time. The tour guide wanted us to know that it was his next to last day, and he did not care. Wow. He was wildly drunk on the job. Yeah. Was he three sheets <laughs> to the wind? Yeah. I think he was like more like <laughs> six or seven oh, sheets okay. to the wind. <laughs> They're yeah. currently about a half a sheet to the wind. <laughs> you, Those are big old sips. You've definitely... Uh, chugged down is the phrase I was going to say. I'm a big sipper. I, I, I uh, <laughs> whenever I drink, I, I, I drink it down. I'm not talking about booze specifically because truly, I mean, I'm, I'm just a one beer type of guy. Yeah, I could, I could count on a single hand, Andy, the amount of times I've been three sheets to the wind, <laughs> as they say. You don't, you know, the sheets don't just mean beers, right? <laughs> Well, Three beers to the wind. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what that means. <laughs> Is it a sheet like whenever you peel the wrapper off? Uh, yeah, probably. And that actually makes sense because I would say at the time that I, I'm getting there, uh, that's probably the time I'm peeling the wrappers off the beers. I'm, I'm a big fidgeter yeah. uh, with the labels and stuff. I'll, I'll peel them off and, and make a whole mess of the place. Yeah, I th- I'm not a big uh, drinker either. I'll, I'll do more in a night than you will, but I'm usually like one drink every 75 minutes or so. Mm. That's my deal, which is uh, not enough to really feel anything, just enough to to taste the delicious flavors, Dan, sure. which sure. is what I'm about. Love <laughs> sipping the juices of life. And what what a... Uh... <laughs> aptly robotic stance on partying you have <laughs> one drink every 75 minutes and, and i have my watch set to it <laughs> oh i got a new watch today it just came in the mail oh i saw the watch box back there. yeah um well i upgraded from the calculator watch actually this was Ooh, cheaper hey cool watch thank you it's got it's got a world on there oh. our our world <laughs> a world in fact. on there yeah, uh, what, what's what's uh what's with the world? I don't I don't know. Uh, I'm there's too much going on. on if you, here. Yeah, there's a lot. Going it's a good on. looking. Kind of what I liked about it. It was it was pretty busy. I like that it has a little map on there, Dan. You see, you press a button, it gives you times at different places in the world. Mm. I'm never going to use it. Sure. I mean, it it does times for four places. It's like London, New York, Tokyo, mm. and Chicago. We're in Chicago. Sure. Time zone, which is nice. Um, my calculator watch fell apart, Dan. Oh, okay. And I overuse. Yes. 
Yeah. No, I decided that I didn't really care for it that much. Like, I liked the way it looked and thought it was funny and kind of cool. Whenever your students are asking the the big hitters like four plus four, <laughs> they just see you fiddling with your no. wrist. <laughs> I say a version of do it yourself. <laughs> Whenever they ask me questions like that, I'm like, yeah. you're here to learn how to do that. So mm-hmm. why don't you give it a shot? Yeah. Not treat me like a calculator. <laughs> I got a calculator Boop, right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the buttons on the calculator watch were on the calculator watch were so small mm. that it was unusable. Yeah. Uh, not that I ever use a calculator anyway, Dan. Mm-hmm. Even when I should. Well, I mean, we're famously big fingered fellows, so that, that's are. never going to work for us. Yeah. Anyway, got this new watch. I'm pretty excited about it. My my wrist felt naked mm. for the past few days. You're a big watch guy. No, I I wasn't until someone in my life decided that I didn't accessorize enough and mm-hmm. forced a watch on me that I didn't particularly like and didn't keep good time. Sure. And as soon as I, let's say, didn't have to wear that watch anymore, my arm felt naked again, and uh, I found uh, found one that looked sillier, a lot dumber, mm-hmm. a lot less practical, but hey, it kept way better time sure. than the Movement Watch. Don't buy a Movement mm-hmm. Watch, folks, movement no matter what watch. podcasts tell you. Listening to... Uh 2016 episodes of Hollywood Handbook uh, mm-hmm. right now working my way through the back catalog and uh, they they are I think just past the movement watch era on to the era where they're now uh, I, I guess just making fun of it because it's no longer a company uh-huh. anymore. It's very interesting to Is hear. Is it gone? I, I think it's gone as of like 2017 or at least wasn't oh. advertising with Earwolf sh- yeah. shows any longer. Because I'm pretty sure you can buy that stuff at Target now. There's been yeah. a lot of the the podcast, uh, the the products that have advertised on podcasts are now like Target exclusive sure. items. Yeah, I guess you can see Harry's at other places mm-hmm. too. It's like Harry's and Movement and yeah. several of these other ones. Um, that... You know, I, I'm I'm a Harry's guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, use Harry's. I tried and thought they were very low quality. <laughs> I I just got it from Target. I didn't even use the promo code for many of my favorite podcasts. I've yeah. always wanted to drop a podcast promo code. But surprisingly, Andy, I, I just never have. Mm. I've done it a few times. Done Don't it a few need times. Stamps. Been trying to do with me undies, Dan, or mm. trying to talk myself into doing with me undies. Still, you know, I know listeners are just begging for an underwear update from me. Mm-hmm. Still, no good ones. Still trying to find some that fit well, Dan. Uh, the real good ones disintegrated, mm-hmm. as we talked about on a mainline episode, um, in, in front of a, a guest. Sure. Uh, for no reason, Mm-mm. I don't remember why yeah. I brought that up. Who was that? Who was that that I embarrassed myself in front of? Who knows? Uh, wasn't Tony? Was it? I think it might have been. <laughs> right. uh, it was either Tony or House of Representatives member Crystal Quaid. She was definitely not. She has not been on the show. No, we just cut that episode. Oh, because <laughs> she was, said some very incendiary <laughs> things. But still, love to have her. It was in the works, but uh-huh. I think we've, we've beat around the bush on that. Sure. That was actively in the works and then um, lost that connection. Let me get a Crystal Quaid on the show. Let me get a Betsy Fogel on the show. Congratulations mm-hmm. to Betsy Fogel, by the way. Yeah. 76 votes or something like that. So those she votes counted, by. Dan. They sure did, Andy. And uh, Vicky, who uh, I like, mm-hmm. the Green Party candidate, uh, 600-something votes, oh. so came dangerously close to spoiling the race, keeping us from getting Steve Helms out of there. Oh, kind of wish I had it in me to vote for Vicky, Vicky, to be honest with you. Hey, I mean, you and 
74 other people could have without <laughs> still without it making a difference yeah, but true. uh anyway yeah, i'm didn't. happy i'm really happy steve helms is out of there let's get vicky on the show sure why not doesn't seem like it'd be that hard Probably just ask. <laughs> probably I, I, just reach out. I, I bet that if I directly asked Crystal Quaid, she'd probably come on. Oh, yeah. But I am too nervous. Absolutely. I asked Todd Glass, and he said yes. <laughs> That's right. And then the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. That's true. We had t- Dan booked Todd Glass yeah. on this podcast. It was truly one of the <laughs> finest moments of my life. I mean, he's uh, he- the few months that I thought Todd Glass would be coming on our yeah. show. Um, the, without a doubt, he is on, yeah, he is on what is without a doubt the funniest podcast episode I've ever heard. Maybe my favorite podcast oh, episode what's that? ever. Stained Glass, oh, the episode Stained of Glass you talking you two to me. Yes. And maybe not even that episode, just the bit where they play, is this a U2 song? <laughs> <laughs> to start with Todd Glass, who does not yeah. recognize you two that songs in all time. He, well, he doesn't <laughs> recognize any songs yeah. is the very <laughs> funny part of the bit. So he doesn't know whatever he's hearing, like Yankee sax, that it's not <laughs> you two. <laughs> I was on the elliptical at the Meyer Center when that came out. So that would have had to been like 2014 or something. And listening to it for the first time after school on the elliptical, looking out the windows be the beautiful MSU campus, mm, Dan. So beautiful. And I was laughing so hard that I had to step off of the elliptical um, during <laughs> that. And that man was almost on our show. And maybe will be someday, possibly. We can still work it out, you know. <laughs> put, put good vibes out there in the universe. Uh, Springfieldians, or the 40 of you, maybe listening to this. Uh, there is a... You know, <laughs> there's definitely a fraction of Tower Club members that do not listen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jake Heron is one of them. Though I, I would say that small, small group of uh, supporters, those are truly my favorite listeners who, who don't who don't even bother with the Tower Club episode as good as it is and as better as it is than mm-hmm. our normal episodes. But they, they just want to give. I hope he doesn't listen to the mainline episodes. He does. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can count on a text from Jake, you know, usually Thursday or Friday in response to something that I have said. And almost never when I just say his name as if he's in the room, <laughs> which is the thing that I have found myself doing fairly often. <sighs> no, boy. Like many people, Jake has had a hard time finding a way to listen to these because mm. it's so complicated. Thank you so much, Tower Club members, for going through the rigmarole of putting these together and you're welcome to the 30 percent of you that i walked through it step sure. by step yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no for real i was happy to do it you know I've, I've considered uh you know just you know why don't we just move to patreon but then uh you're just gonna have to help oh, yeah, 30 yeah. people yeah. over again because it's still not super and easy you're not gonna do it oh no <laughs> no I, i'll just see that little email come into the inbox and go not me. <laughs> you also know that I will take care of it in like 10 minutes after it arrives. I know the worst thing I could possibly do is click the email because then there's a <laughs> chance of you not getting the notification <laughs> because it shows as red. So I'm just like, I, I see the subject line and any information in the very beginning of the body of the email. So if you ever want to get to me, folks, make sure to put it yeah. in that subject mm-hmm. line because mm-hmm. that's all I'm going to see. So I estimate I've done 70% of the talking today. Mm. I do all the the IT work. Sure. What is it you do? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, speaking of that, 
had a pretty fun uh, time with Ronald McDonald, the cigarette smoking robot, yeah. and Wendy Williams, the cigarette smoking android on last week's episode. So much fun. That is truly, Andy, maybe my favorite bit of like improvised performance that we've ever done on yeah, this show. Yeah, you were show. great. You were great. That, hey. that, was, a, that was a fantastic uh, turn from Andy that <laughs> was not written <laughs> no, anywhere. No, no, no. I don't give any Andy any material. Mm, not anymore. Uh, I actively don't tell him who even <laughs> mm-hmm. the bit is going to be about because uh, I find it more fun that way. But yeah, yeah, that was just a little 30 minutes before the episode recorded. Uh-huh. Uh, got a little outline for that going. And, uh, and then that was so much lasted fun. about 27 minutes. Oh, my God. It lasted so long. And usually when we do those, I feel like pressure to get through it. Uh-huh. I didn't feel at that time. It was so fun. And like, I knew it was fun in the moment. Yeah. And I look back, listen back to it. It was like, no, this is this is a lot of fun. This, I, this feels yeah. like my mind is my mind in my mind. I was like. This is like listening to a real podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there are famously some older bits in our show that uh, it does not sound like no. a real podcast. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, just super proud of that one. You know, what was the week before that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Chad Chad Shaw coming on the show. That's right. Uh, rebranding. Yes. Rebranding himself. Also put together hastily. Didn't go quite as well. As the uh, as as last week's just frankly Oscar worthy performance, <laughs> they give hey. Oscars to uh, <laughs> Radio Place <laughs> to, to improvise Radio Place. Place. Yeah, they should <laughs> not feature length. <laughs> it's probably better than ours, Chris, than our holiday special, our uh, Halloween special. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Lower effort uh-huh. for sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think there was one edit in that entire last episode. Um, up from uh, up from zero. The episode before that, so shows no, been, no, that's shows not been true. Great now, for me Andy, lately. Huh? that's not true. Oh, the I episode did take something before out. that, you and I said some maybe slightly incendiary <laughs> things. <laughs> One of the few times that just uh, something we said has been cut. Yeah, it would have uh, been because fine. we didn't want to say it. That's right. I we did cut out a little bit about the uh, owners of Traveller's mm-hmm. Clubhouse. Yeah, um, just figured. Why bother with that? I don't know. Yeah. I called them bug-eyed little freaks <laughs> was was a big portion of why it got cut. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we're in the Tower Club. Apparently, that dude's mm-hmm. a rampant sexual harasser. So <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, I didn't even know that before we recorded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. But I, I forwarded you the, the screen. I screen capped you the thing and sent it to you. Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, well. Come to think of yeah. it. Yeah, well, on air, I did say that I would kick his little butt if I ever saw him <laughs> in the street and just uh, kick it from here till Tuesday, voices carry. And uh, <laughs> uh, Andy decided that that was uh, just a little too much and and it, it might put a price on my head from the Traveller's house crew. So yeah, I, I didn't want that. Um, have been back four or five times <laughs> since. <laughs> <laughs> Was a relief that the food was not that great. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I felt like I was even weird, but like I felt like I went easy on it even because I didn't want to come off vindictive. I, you know, it's not. I I feel like it doesn't. It's not that fun just being yeah. like super mean. Like I I like uh, finding whatever good there is in things and and maybe even embellishing a little bit. But I yeah, it's just it's just not that fun to to talk trash, Andy. Yeah, unless it's about. 
the freaking sex pest owner of Trapeller's house who, who I'll take to church if I ever see him. No, he would want to take you. That's part no, of the problem. No, I'll take him to my That's church, part of the, the Church of Hard Knocks. I'll take him to the church Hosier was talking about. <laughs> He'd take you right on down to the James River and dunk your head in. That's what he would yeah, do. Yeah, he definitely would. I haven't seen the guy, but he could He'd probably your, kick He'd want your bank account me. number first, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's some of the kind of the material that we cut out. <laughs> Less funny. Uh, I'm sorry. The the, the 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 version of that in the episode was was less funny than what we just said. Yeah, I mean, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That that's just a perk of being a Tower Club member. You mm-hmm. you get exclusive access to the stuff that gets cut in a funnier form. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't so funny what I said. Andy had to stop me and hold me back. <laughs> Take the mic out of my hands. Was that the moment where we stood so up a heated. bunch? Was that the one? I think it's one where you stood up some. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chad Chadshaw debuted his uh, stand-up comedy (laughs) routine, uh, which I have really been looking for a reason to have a character just do bad (laughs) stand-up comedy on the show. And, uh, you know, sneak peek, folks. Chad Chadshaw (laughs) might be back in his new rebranded woke stand-up comic form. (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, Dan, I forgot about that because I listened to about half that episode. Oh, uh, <laughs> I didn't listen back to the whole thing. Weirdly enough, the last week's episode, Asian Hut, I only listened to the back half of the episode huh. and didn't listen to the beginning. I'll usually go in there and listen to that last half first yeah. and then go listen to the first half and then maybe that second half again. But I just never got around to the first half. Mm-hmm. Who knows if I will? I still it's might. not bad. No, I like the. Fr- I don't doubt it. The only parts I I don't. The only parts that bore me now are the food talk. Yeah, just we've just done so much of it. I'm just confident that that we did it good now. And also, it's not like we're ever going to change anything. <laughs> if it was bad, <laughs> if I like listen back and I'm like, oh boy, this was bad. It's not like I could call in with with punch up. Although that might not <laughs> we be have a bad done idea. That. <laughs> Have we talked about how we came back for our first episode? We came back and redid parts of the review. And so what's in the episode is um like stitched together from two separate yeah. full-length reviews. I don't know if we did. Yeah, that first episode, we went to have brunch at Lindbergh's. And then afterwards, just recorded like a kind of tired. Or maybe it was the second episode. Did we record two back-to-back? Yeah. And do one just very ah who know I don't tired remember. yeah one one of those first uh, triplet of episodes there is a very stitched together as a lot of those mm-hmm. opening episodes are not anymore baby mm. just letting it fly absolutely letting those, it roll. those first ones are Frankenstein's of cut ums and us and. Uh, anything politically incorrect andy said uh, <laughs> <laughs> just getting cut oh i mean that's not untrue like i would cut so much stuff like i would cut way more than i do now i just don't care yeah. that much anymore about um, stuff yeah. that i say i say that as we just went over a bunch of stuff that uh-huh. we cut from uh-huh. it, that i cut from sure. an episode anyway this is wildly self-indulgent mm-hmm. that's what the people come sure. for dan oh absolutely what's been going on with you Anything anything interesting oh, in the last four days since boy, last we spoke Andy, in person? Has there been anything interesting? Uh, you know, this weekend uh, had a little power outage for the mm. first time in my in my new house. My uh, my lovely girlfriend. We, we we were talking about 
What happened? Did you just fart too big? No. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andy. My farts are normal size. And they didn't send the power out this last Saturday, I think. No. Uh, me and my girlfriend, we'd recently been, I, I had talked to my family uh, recently because it was my birthday party over mm. there and uh, they were asking me what I wanted for Christmas and I was mentioning that I was on a candle kick, really been loving candles recently, huh. Andy. Um, and not because I like to fart uh, into them, do uh-huh. a big flame. Andy. Oh, that's going to be to mask the scent. Mm, no. Oh, cool. What do you like candles for, scented. Dan? <laughs> You know, I wasn't allowed to say that word growing up. And, <laughs> uh, as far as I know, my parents have never heard me say it. Mm-hmm. I guess that's changed today. There you go. It will, will have changed Saturday morning <laughs> in the Chick-fil-A parking lot. They're going to be sickened. They're going to drive out of Chick-fil-A empty-handed. Yeah. What did, your, did your family use that word? Um, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't like no holds barred in my family. Uh, but... My mom definitely let some uh, words worse than fart slip yeah. whenever uh, she had to do a quick break in the car. She'd throw her hand there in front of you and uh, let a let 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 a little something slip. She still does. Yeah. Also, when she watches uh, movies and there's an intense moment, uh-huh. it doesn't matter if it's like a thriller or horror movie yeah. or just like a regular drama where where uh you know somebody slips or something she'll uh she'll, she she really gets excited by him really yeah that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> and then she always auto corrects to the church version oh, sorry of, of the curse word she'll she'll say uh something and then uh shoot, shoot. Right afterwards Oops, yeah. i meant shoot <laughs> yeah no she just says it as if she didn't say the first word <laughs> I have never heard my mom say a bad word. I don't doubt that. I've heard I I've heard my dad quote quote other people saying mm-hmm. them a fair amount. No, oh. not a bunch, but I've only heard him say one bad word that I remember. Strong words it, for strong situations. That I made that up. I attributed that <laughs> quote to him. He never said that to me. Dan's referring to he's making reference to a line in one of my songs, but I attribute that to my dad. That's not a thing he ever said. You liar. Yeah. <laughs> Your dad should curse at you for that. <laughs> Isn't it a good line, though? <laughs> it is. Yeah. But it's fake. It is fake. Um, I wish somebody had said that to me. <laughs> Just something I'll say to somebody else sometime. <laughs> uh, he's, he called another driver a bad word after a sudden stop, very mm. similar to the one that your mom did. And he called him um, uh, the second the second half of the word was hold, Dan. Oh, wow. And... uh. That you know, weirdly pauses. enough, on TV, that's the part of the word they would bleep out. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah, no, that is weird. <laughs> and then he he pauses for a second. There's tension in the car. It's just me and him, if I remember correctly. And he goes, "I'm sorry about that, but he was one," <laughs> <laughs> which is very funny. Yeah. Anyway, what's up, Dad? Should have worked that into a song. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be a hard one to lay out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I interrupted you talking about candles. Oh yeah, Andy, loving candles. Uh, you know, I just like to. It, w- whenever you have yourself a nice candle, I don't see 
any candles around your house, so I'm going to explain this to you. You got to cut that wick. You got to burn it. And you can't... It has to be burning for at least, say, an hour or so, depending on the diameter of your candle. Because you can't let it tunnel. You got to let it burn off that whole layer of wax before you put that bad boy out, or else you're going to get a tunnel, Andy. So... The nice thing about these candles is not only do they smell very nice, but it's like a little signifier of like, hey, this is at least an hour of like self-care time or downtime or relaxation time. So, you know, I have those burning about 10, 15 hours a day at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. While you're not home. Yeah, because I'm relaxing, baby. (laughs) Because when you love what you do, Every day's life at the beach. What? Well, I work at the beach extracting oh, oil from got the it. ocean. <laughs> make a make a. I don't understand how this works logistically. Go ahead and go through that. Big for straw. Us. Um, I mean, you getting to the beach. You're talking about like Osage Beach. Oh, Osage Beach. Grant Beach. Shell Knob. Grant, Grant Beach, Beach Park. Park. Yeah, I shot that guy <laughs> a couple <of> weeks ago. <laughs> well, he was coming after my oil. Yeah. Uh, this is all in parody, by the way, to the Springfield PD, who oh. are proud listeners uh-huh. of the Tower, Tower Club. Club. Uh-huh. And we support them with our Tower Club episodes by recording them. Uh, the candles, though. So my girlfriend, she gets me these great candles, beautiful candles. She just got me one for my birthday. I was telling my family, I want some candles. Well, she gets me real nice candles. She's got a bit of a sensitive nose. So she's a little weary of other people getting me candles mm. and then being like some low-grade trash, Yeah, frankly. It's going to hurt her little nose. It's going to hurt my nose. And then that's not good for anybody because Lord knows we've got enough things hurting our noses around the house, Sandy. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) So she's just, you know, she's talking smack on these other candles, these uh, perceived not yet existing candles that I'm going to receive uh, or not receive. And then lo and behold, the freaking power goes out for two hours because she was talking so much smack on the candles that I don't even yet have, Andy. Mm-hmm sucked did you have any candles to light How, we did you, you know we had, we had a bunch of tea candles uh and, and we just had to put those on some things and light those bad boys the big part was we were trying to eat dinner this is a food podcast so uh that's why this is all relevant right now we were trying to eat some dinner andy we had a lovely dinner planned but the power goes out you don't know how long it's gonna be out it's getting late we can't open the refrigerator we mm. just went through a bum refrigerator can't let all that cold air out mm-hmm. so we order some pizza hut pizza just putting garbage oh, into right, our bodies right down the way yeah absolutely and pizza gets there power turns right back on sounds like you just got to have a tasty pizza night to me yeah we did andy we did get to have a tasty pizza night <laughs> pizza night or pizza hut kind of good i kind of like pizza hut oh sure yeah. Absolutely. I, I still take them over Domino's. I don't I don't care how much Domino's says they don't uh, taste like garbage any longer. Uh, they're still not going to beat the hut, Andy. That hut favorite I mean, seasoning on the crust? Get out of here. It's really good. It just tastes like spoon and butter into your mouth. Yeah. Just crunchy butter. Uh-huh. It's awesome. Come on. Pizza Hut's really good. It's great. It's great. I 
like Papa John's the best of the chains. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're a racist? Uh, that's not it. <laughs> that, that dude. That dude's that's gone. A, that's actually aside from it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't eat it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't eat it. Just like I don't eat Chick-fil-A. But yeah, like, sure. uh, I don't spend my own money at Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, no, I, I think theirs just tastes the best to me. It's the gooeyest. It's goopy. It's really yeah. greasy. And they got that garlic they got butter. Garlic butter dipping. That's yeah, what it's about. It's, uh, that's truly the, the by including just butter and garlic prepackaged inside the pizza they really just strip away the illusions that you get at Domino's and Pizza Hut. They're just like, "This is garbage." Here's extra mm-hmm. melted garlic salt butter for you to pour on the garbage, you little piggy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So that's great. I love that's that. That's the big three, right? Those are the big three. Oh, gotta be Andy. Gotta be. You know, Godfather's is around. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're nationwide, they're, and they're not close enough to where you can get them delivered to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to count them, Andy. They are close enough for me, and I never get them. They're so good. I mean, I don't think you have much reason to get a pizza delivered to your no, house. That I don't need just pizza. Not the lifestyle that the you live. Uh, even if it is for the show, I feel like yeah. you would just pick it up. But Buddy, I got a pizza from the place we're reviewing next week. Uh oh, is it to- Andy? What a segue! Yeah. It's time for the preheat. The preheat. Wow. And go ahead and lay in the theme song here, of mm, course. Nah. There's no no music on these. Just uh beatboxing is so hack. That well, is the I don't theme. know why that's you, part of it. I don't know why you recorded it then. <laughs> Me saying that uh-huh. I'm going to use this now. Uh-huh. That is the preheat theme uh-huh. song. <laughs> okay good <laughs> i know that you're still going to be too lazy to lay any theme into tower club episodes so i have to now I, I i'll continue uh not doing them with my mouth this is uh not a tower club episode then mm. so what you eat oh so remember excuse me four tower club members well frankly it doesn't matter what episode it is now because now the preheat segment is a mainstay mm. of our bonus episodes people Andy. Love it. people talk about it all the oh time they tweeted us about the preheat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i went to the grocery store just earlier and they're like just, pre- just please give me, just give me a pre preheat yeah. please tower club listener honestly obviously um and honestly and i told them i tells them you're gonna have to wait until friday night just like everybody else baby friday morning Oh, but, we know. don't put these out at 8.30 p.m. anymore? <laughs> no. Friday at 12 a.m. You got to stream this primetime. There's only <laughs> one 30-minute <laughs> slot a week that you can listen to I this I think we got to do another live stream. Oh, we absolutely we should. should. I got a new... I got a new... We really um, missed the eight-month window where live streams <laughs> were, like, very hot. Nah, and we could have been was doing like them. two months. It was <laughs> oh, like yeah, a two-month yeah, window. Yeah. Buddy. I'm over all that garbage now. <laughs> I was in a meeting, a virtual, uh, a meeting with all the other virtual teachers uh, in the city, and word on the street for the third grade teachers in the in the meeting, mm-hmm. hey, it's January twenty first. The whole country's locking down, Dan. <laughs> cool. People genuinely <laughs> thought think that's going to happen. I like. Will there's a rumor going cross around. Cross my fingers. And they were. Uh, this was a very negative thing for these uh-huh. these teachers. Sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. What I'm saying is, we're going to have the technology, so might as well. I'm saying I got a new webcam coming. That's all. I got a webcam, too. Hey, a new one? We can live stream and 
I don't even have to leave my house. Oh, you got your new MacBook. That's right. I did. Mm-hmm. I got like a, I got like a hundred twenty-five degree Whoa. angle, four K webcam. Wow. Coming. No more of this four eighty p live stream for Spring Food Mo. We're stepping it up. Andy, are you, are you camming? <laughs> yeah, because I know the show doesn't make this. I mean, kind of webcam money. You know, the extraordinary amount of time that I spend on a webcam, Dan. Yeah. For work, uh-huh. for other very personal reasons. Uh, not camming and for huh extracurricular work <laughs> as no, you call Dan. it no there's school and then there's after school Andy's after school special <laughs> if you mean me talking to my girlfriend yeah yeah your many many girlfriends <laughs> just just the one <laughs> come get the girlfriend experience from Andy <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> So I mean, it was wait, a movie. Wait, wait. No, no, I get it. So <laughs> let's break this down. Uh-huh. So it's a service exclusively for women who want to have the experience of having a girlfriend. Mm. So they cam with me. Yeah. And you just kind of tell them what it's like because you do have a get- girlfriend famously. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so you just kind of recount to them what that's all about. That makes it sound like this is a bit. <laughs> I mean, it's like 50% a bit. <laughs> You know, we, we got to keep them guessing, Andy. We got to keep the listeners guessing what's a bit and what's not a bit. They don't know if that preheat theme was oh, yeah, pre-recorded right. or not. These um, dummies. Anyway, preheat. pre-heat. Uh, I mean, my official stance is that we're announcing the restaurant and the preheat segment to our 40 beautiful Tower Club listeners. This week, of course, we're going to a West Coast grill, and that's all I'll say, Andy. <laughs> that's all I'll say. And and that's that's called compromise. Yeah, okay. That's a little middle I like ground. That. I like that. Now, let's, let's give them that one word pre-episode review, all right. starting with my lovely guest, Andy Carr. <laughs> there is no, just no <laughs> way of looking at this where I am your guest. Well, you're in my home. You are. <laughs> You are in my home, <laughs> sitting on my couch, speaking to microphones that belong to me. Uh-huh. Drinking just a bit of your beer. <laughs> <laughs> Three sheets to the wind. <laughs> All right, Dan. Mm. Um, since I'm your guest, we'll start with you. Mm. Oh, thank you. Uh, mm, my one word review so far for this West Coast Grill. Blue. That was going to be mine. Drop the theme, Andy. What? Uh, listen up. There's a, there's a little story about it. Cut this and actually put the actual no. song in because it'll be really cool Mm-mm. if that drops whenever we both come to the re- revelation. Don't talk over the music, Andy. If you keep this up. Well, yeah, we don't want it to get pulled. <laughs> Universal Music Group might <laughs> glom onto that one. Yeah, I'm sure they have like algorithms out there trolling private RSS feeds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very poorly they listened ought. to two shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, Andy. That was the preheat yeah. segment and, and what a preheat it was. Mm-hmm. Should we go ahead and get into the subject of this week's episode, Andy? Oh, yeah. Let me um, go ahead and pull up my notes for this. I, I had to do some pretty extensive research. We're going to be talking about raising 
Canes wow. today, Dan. You know, you and I are both huge fans of uh, the podcast Doughboys, mm-hmm. the podcast about chain restaurants. Do you know they have not covered Raising Canes? I did not. And to think this is the second time we've covered Raising Canes on the show. And Doughboys hasn't covered it even once. That's right. Did we talk about, I guess, um... Well, I, of course, had some beautiful Raising Canes in Minneapolis, Andy, so our our dedicated listeners will know just about October of last year, whenever I returned from my all-star trip to Minneapolis, I I, I did a little rundown of all the different foods I had there. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I had something that we had for this week's episode. Hmm. All right, Dan, are you ready for this? I am. And may I compliment you on your uh, paper notes this week and, and uh, leather bound as well. That's very, uh, it, you, you seem to have a lot. I hope I'm not a notebook. You're just reading Dan. a selection from that there. You all will be revealed. Okay. The history of Raising Cane's begins as so many histories do, mm. Dan. At the very dawn of man. Sure. In a fit of uncontrollable lust. Let us all turn now to the book of Genesis, Mm. chapter 4, verse 4. The man Adam knew his wife Eve intimately. I don't have to explain to you what that means, Dan. Could you, though? Well, let's just say that afterward, she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain and said, I have given life to a man with the Lord's help. She gave birth a second time to Cain's brother Abel. I'm getting a little hot and bothered over here. She gave birth a second time. We're past, we're past that part. But that means she got into it a second time. <laughs> she, at least twice. <laughs> Abel cared for the flocks, and Cain farmed the fertile land, much like his father Adam had before him. Nice. <laughs> That's not in the Bible. The nice part is, not my little addendum. <laughs> Sometime later, Cain presented an offering to the Lord from the land's crops, while Abel presented his flock's oldest offspring, with their fat. The Lord looked favorably on Abel and his sacrifice, but didn't look favorably on Cain and his sacrifice. Playing favorites. Mm. Cain became very angry and looked resentful. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why do you look so resentful? <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty yeah. good sense of humor there uh-huh. for uh, whoever wrote this stuff. <laughs> Who wrote the who wrote Genesis? I can't remember. <laughs> Were you going to say the first one? Uh, who did write the first one? Is this is this Crichton? <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. Oh, okay, uh, before Congo. Good, good joke there by by Crichton. I really enjoyed <laughs> that. If you do the right thing, won't you be accepted? But if you don't do the right thing... Oh, it might be a Spike Lee joint. Oh, yeah. If you don't do the right thing, sin will be waiting at the door, ready to strike. It will entice you, but you must rule over it. Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. That sounds like things brothers would do together. I know that we're in the middle of a very funny bit Uh right now. But I think do the right thing may be taken from this passage, especially considering the character Radio Rahim and his story of Cain and Abel yeah, and good versus evil. That how, how very interesting to me and hopefully some of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Check out Do the Right Thing if you Great haven't seen movie. that one, folks. Great movie. Really good. When they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Mm-hmm. The Lord said to Cain, 
where's your brother Abel? Now, I don't want to take issue with the whole idea. Is he supposed to be omnipotent? He probably already. Is he being rhetorical here with this? I don't think the name calling is necessary. Me? Omnipotent rhetorical. <laughs> it's rude. Kane said, I don't know. Am I my brother's guardian? I assume he said it just like that with some phlegm in his throat. Pretty good slam. Yeah, I don't know, God. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord said, what did you do? The voice of your, the voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Mm-hmm. Landed on a little thick. That's pretty metal. It is. You are now cursed from the ground that opened its mouth to take your brother's blood from your hand. When you farm the fertile land, so to speak, it will no longer grow anything for you, and you will become a roving nomad on the earth. We got a lot more Bible to go down. <laughs> hey, I, I'm here for it. Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is more than I can bear. Now that you've driven me away from the fertile land and I'm hidden from your presence, I'm about to become a roving nomad on earth. And anyone who finds me will kill me. Uh, the Lord said to him, it won't happen. Anyone who kills Cain will be paid back seven times. I want to pause for a moment here, Dan, and just observe that at this moment, Cain was one of three living people on earth. Mm. So the, the murder the murder options were uh, pretty limited uh, to his parents. Sure. So they ran into him. He was afraid, mm. I guess. Okay, back to the scriptures. The Lord put a sign on Cain so that no one who found him would assault him. You put a sign on me. I just assumed the sign was like, don't hit him. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm no sure No hitting. Was, maybe it was one of those billing vault signs. <laughs> <laughs> you think God was like, here's your sign? I bet that that's where Bill Ingvall got his wow. inspiration, just like Spike Lee did. Oh, my goodness. It's all coming together. Cain. The, the similarities between their bodies of work. Cain <laughs> <laughs> left the Lord's presence and he settled down in the land of Nod, mm. east of Eden. Hey, I think that's where that Steinbeck thing came from, Dan. A mycena? Yeah. <laughs> and from then on, the Lord decreed when a man gets a little rough and rowdy, let it be said that he has raised Cain. Uh oh. <laughs> now, Raising Cane's is a fried chicken restaurant known for its limited menu featuring crinkle-cut fries and white meat chicken tenderloins cooked in canola oil. Yeah. <clears throat> From Wikipedia, Raising Cane's founders, Todd Graves and Craig Sylvie, who were enrolled in a business plan writing course at LSU, that's Louisiana State University. Sure, been Dan. there with you. That's right. Yeah. What a weird time that was. We're talking about a church camp. Let's not... Well, we've been talking about church stuff for a while, sure. huh? I think we've already hashed out some of this some trip, really, on, trip yeah. on the show. We told the Chris Tomlin uh-huh. story. That's right. Uh, they were at LSU. They wrote this business plan, and Sylvie submitted it, for which he received a C-minus grade. Mm. The business plan was rejected numerous times by potential investors, so Graves earned the needed money working as a boilermaker in a Louisiana refinery and fishing for sockeye salmon in Alaska. Wow. He and Sylvie ob- obtained an SBA loan which they used to open the first restaurant in Baton Rouge at the intersection of Highland Road and State Street near the LSU campus. Many restaurants switched from dine-in to takeout in March 2020 because of the COVID-19 pandemic, while others closed completely. As of July, some locations have reopened dining rooms, although Todd Graves said the company is in no 
Rush to do so. Good on them. Can't eat inside this one here yet. That's great. Doesn't seem like they should be any rush uh, looking at their drive through line. Yeah. There are Raising Cane's locations in the Middle East, mm. as well as the United States, notably in Bahrain, Kuwait, Lebanon, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates. The Springfield Raising Cane's location is the 19th to open in Missouri and the 531st overall. Wow. Dan Howell. Mm. Let's talk raising canes. Did we have raising canes together in Texas we sure as did, well? Dan. Okay, so this yep. is my third trip yep. to raising canes in my third state. Yeah, I had no memory of eating it before. It didn't really mm -mm. stick with me. Do you remember that our first trip together? Um, not particularly. Maybe I have a vague mem mem <laughs> Memory Big of memory. the uh, of the uh, cane sauce, mm. uh, as it were, because uh, it's kind of a unique one. But um, it's probably just more from that uh, Minneapolis trip, which is much much more uh, fresh in my mind. I think I, I, I guess we could just start right here. The cane sauce is the defining characteristic of this place. Oh, I think it's what I makes it stand it absolutely out. Absolutely is, yeah. Among everything, it's, it's the one thing that stands out. Really. Basically, a blackened ranch. Yeah. With a little Thousand Island or Frisco, it's it's blackened ranch, but like Frisco fied. It's kind of a yeah. reddish orange. It's good. There is a, perhaps a legend mm. a few years ago. I don't know if this is true or not, but supposedly I remember this alleged legend. Alleged legend. Huh. Yeah. Uh, the alleged legend is that an, a disgruntled employee quit and revealed the recipe. Ooh, the sauce. Uh, half cup mayonnaise. One fourth cup ketchup, half teaspoon garlic salt, one fourth teaspoon, spoon, teaspoon, <laughs> Worcestershire, spoon man, Worcester, uh, Worcestershire, Worcestershire, <laughs> Worcestershire. I say it a lot of different ways. One fourth teaspoon Worcestershire sauce, uh -huh. and a half teaspoon black pepper. It's a good sauce. Uh, I mean, that sounds like the foundation for every single like special sauce mm -hmm. that's ever existed. So yeah. I do not doubt it. I think that's pretty close to what Frisco sauce at a steak mm. and shake is oh, as yeah. well. I know because uh, me and my girlfriend have tried to replicate it. Close comp, the Frisco sauce. Yeah. You get a lot more of it, though. Absolutely, you do. And it's a selling point of their combos. Yes. They're telling you how many cane sauces Absolutely, you're going to get yeah. with them. And I don't doubt that they're charging you for extras because... Andy, there's only five things on this menu, Yep, and four of them are the same. <laughs> uh -huh, that's true. <laughs> there so are truly two things on this menu. Chicken fingers, sprinkle cup fries, uh -huh. Texas toast, coleslaw, lemonade. They mm -hmm. have their proprietary lemonade, and uh, they also will do a chicken sandwich, yep. and I'll, I'll get into that here Which is second. not on the Texas toast, so you get no. a different bun, right. and then whatever else comes on top of that. So there's two breads, two sides, mm -hmm. and a Couple very two variations of chicken fingers. Absolutely, very simple menu. Wait, two two variations. So it, it's a different finger on the uh, sandwich. Yeah. Then we'll talk about it Got in a second. It. So where else to start, Dan? But with the chicken fingers, or well, the Andy. sauce that we already started with. But where else to go? Two seconds to, to stop at after that sauce, Andy. Well, I had to get the caniac mm -hmm. because it's the big boy, Andy, and yep. I'm the big boy, famously. The got big there. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I got there right after we recorded our last episode on Saturday, and uh, it was about five minutes after they opened, so I didn't have to wait in much of a line. There was mm -hmm. still a bit of one, 
And boy, the the way they have had to set that up, Andy, is uh, kind of a marvel of just traffic management it also apparently takes six cops at yeah. any time to manage the right. line yeah you mean six, six, six humans and three cars right uh-huh. that's what i yeah. observed when i went there let's see what day was it it was a uh, monday at, uh-huh. at 4 p.m yeah springfield's finest doing the big work mm-hmm I wonder if they're like off duty being. I wonder if they're being paid extra by Canes. Oh yeah, yeah, Who very knows? well, maybe. Um, I say they get the Hell's Angels over there. Yeah, why to, not? To, to, <laughs> just pay them in chicken. Lot, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're gonna have a couple people stabbed, but you know. I mean, <laughs> they know a thing or two about raising some Canes. <laughs> oh my goodness, don't they, Andy? Mm. I really like these chicken tenders. Yeah. You know what else I like? Before we even get to the chicken tenders, I want to back up. I want to back up before we even get to the sauce. Hmm. Whenever you ordered your chicken, whenever you pulled up to the uh, speaker there, did did you take note of what the person said? I don't remember exactly what it was, but uh-huh. I remember I rolled my eyes. You, roll, you rolled your eyes while I pulled out my pad and pin, Andy, because <laughs> I was so happy. Uh-huh. You know, some places they say it's an honor to serve you. I hate that garbage. It's not an honor to serve not me. Really. It's, it's not an honor to be eating at Sonic or Chick-fil-A, truly. Uh, but, you know, you should take pride in your work. All that garbage. The attendant at my visit on Saturday said, chicken, 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 which combo you picking? <laughs> which is the single best thing I have ever heard. It also really sets you up for the experience because, as I said, there's no a la carte here. It is five different combos, and that is what you have to choose from. Yeah. So it's chicken. It's chicken. It's chicken. Yeah. And which combo are you picking? I picked the Kaniac combo. Yeah. Andy, these chicken tenders, I really like them, specifically the breading. Uh, It's not... You know, a KFC extra crispy style super crunch. Uh, it's also not even uh, approaching Popeyes on the crunch level. Yeah. Lord knows I'm a fan of the crunch. It's the best. But it's, you know, it's good, hot, white meat chicken with a breading that's going to kind of fall off of there and that you can pull off in sheets, mm-hmm. but still has a, a light. Yeah airy crisp to it it's different than the other ones which is it's nice it's a little bit crispy Mm -hmm. it's a little bit crunchy as my notes say without an h there but extremely tender and juicy it's very juicy. you take a bite and again to get some liquid on you Mm -hmm. and i mean that a good way they're good chicken strips they are really enjoyed them dan not going to go out of my way to get them by any means especially when i live much closer to a popeyes which is a far superior establishment in every single way but uh pretty good i don't know mm-hmm. i i get the hype it's different than any other place uh it, it definitely has its own flavor profile um i get why people are so excited about it but i think very quickly this place is going to uh just become another place on the side of the road there absolutely i mean it may well put that uh kfc out of business although it's it's a different thing though kfc you can still get the yeah. bucket of chicken and that is a very different thing than chicken tender combos. There's so much fried chicken right down that way. It's wild. You got KFC. Mm-hmm. You got Raisin Cane's mm-hmm. now. 
you got Chick-fil-A, Absolutely. and you got Canton Inn. Mm-hmm. They're probably frying as much chicken as those are places. They the- sure are. <laughs> yeah, whatever you were saying. <laughs> I don't know. My tongue slipped. My tongue slipped off the tip of my teeth and uh, just ran off. My tongue slipped off the tip of my teeth. <laughs> uh, now, the Caniac combo, that also, of course, comes with some crinkle-cut fries, yep. Andy. These, I, I feel like I got to them pretty quickly, yep. so I don't think it was a travel thing. Yep. I just, you know, as far as crinkle-cut fries go, not crinkle cutting it andy nope you got brahms also just right down the way uh-huh. far superior crinkle cut fries i don't know where else has them but these, these were lacking salt yes for sure yeah, truly i thought they were fine mm-hmm. they taste like hot cooked potatoes so pretty good we've said it a hundred times mm-hmm. in the show the floor is pretty high with cooked potatoes yeah. i love potatoes yeah. that said i tasted them right out of the bag even before i started my car and uh, you got to They were pretty soft. That's a trick from the show. Pretty soft. That's what I do every time. Yeah. And it definitely started with the show and not from uh, <laughs> <just> <laughs> years of shame eating. Yeah. <laughs> not my kind of fries, Dan. I mean, crinkle mm. cut, if they're not crunchy. What's the point of the crinkles? I you, totally agree, Andy. What? If they don't have any crunch, they don't mm-hmm. need a crinkle, Dan. It's yeah. just it's an affectation. Yeah. If they're not fried to the point, those crinkles are going to pick yep. up a little bit of whatever I'm dipping. Totally. Yeah. Salted. The, these are a tool and a ploy to sell more of that cane sauce, Andy. That's so. all it is because you got to dip them. Yep. I think it's similar to uh, Chick-fil-A in that way. That's some of the tasteless, most tasteless mm. fries imaginable. I do like the waffle cut on them. I love the cut. Um, Tastes not so yeah. great. Um, also got some coleslaw yeah. with that Caniac combo. Mm-hmm. Something that uh, you're only going to get with the Caniac combo. That's the, the that's the little plus sign there yep. when, whenever you work your way up from the uh, whatever the one under that's called. Um, I had to get the Caniac combo so I could try this. That's right, uh-huh. Dan. I got two people's worth of food. You sure did, Andy. Um, Coleslaw. Not, not great. Tastes <laughs> like nothing. Tastes like water. I'll tell you what. It's good mixed with that cane sauce. Is Poured it? some of that cane sauce on it. Because I, I do, whenever I get coleslaw with a fry dish, I'm dipping the fries in that slaw, uh, which, of course, at Popeye's, that's a pretty good slaw. So you're getting a pretty good dip there. Yeah. At, say, uh, Captain D's, that's a really good slaw paired with a really good fry, and you're getting... that. That's just a tasty, crunchy bite. Mm-hmm. This needs some caniac sauce. Uh and then we got the Texas toast, baby. I ate two bites and threw it out. Yeah. Real I'm soft talk- for Texas no, no, no. toast. I'm talking about the... That was about the coleslaw. Well, how many toast bites did good. you take of the toast before you threw it out? I ate all, I ate, I ate in two sittings, mm-hmm. but I ate it all. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I like that one side was grilled almost like a, like a piece of French toast. Sure. My family makes French Texas toast. Mm. But... uh so that's not abnormal for me, not to brag or anything. But it had like one side was grilled, one side was really it's soft. Like Jim Jarmish. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, oh, that was okay. <laughs> what What'd you say? They just like Jim Jarmish. I don't. I it's don't. like Paris, Texas. Oh god, just France okay. and Texas. I mean, it's a bit of a walk. Yeah. And you have to know Jim Jarmish directed the art house picture, uh, Paris, Texas, starring Harry Dean Stanton. Did he though, Dan? Did he not? S of a B. <laughs> it's fairly certain that he didn't. And uh, no. Well, the, the Texas toast I also thought was pretty tasty, Andy. 
And uh, before we Vim confirm, Vendors. Tonight, Vim Vendors, uh, Vim Varmish, Vim Vendors. It's all <laughs> Greek to me, Andy. Uh, wow. This is what people just, tune in for, Dan. Just dump the whole thing. The, just the whole show. You could have not said anything. Let's start over. I already established how, you know, the Tower Club listeners, they're low class. They haven't seen a Criterion picture like Paris, Texas. One of Kurt Cobain's favorite films. So you could have just not said anything. They would have thought Jim Jarmish directed it. They've never heard I'm of Jim Jarmish. I'm not saying anything right now. <laughs> well, continue to not say anything, Andy. I thought the Texas toast was all right. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. It, it, it was pretty good dipping that cane sauce. It sure was, Andy. As is on anything. Uh-huh. Did you dip your finger in there and see how your finger tasted? Yes. It tasted like cane sauce. Uh-huh. tasted pretty good. Yep. Dipped uh, my straw in there. Poured a little bit of my Coke Zero in there. <laughs> all very tasty. I thought it was all pretty good, Andy, but but there's one thing. This is kind of the deciding point. Mm. How does that chicken sandwich go toe-to-toe with well, the I also, others? I also tried their proprietary lemonade. Oh, how was that? Well, you know, I ordered two combos because it's the only option. They don't do a la carte. You got to get those combos. Really That's don't. it. Uh, so, like, what do you want for your drinks? And I was like, could I just get one lemonade? How about the other one? It's like, I don't, mm. I don't need. Uh, one's good. Anyway, I got a lemonade, and um, not that sweet, Dan. Sure. My main comp is that Chick-fil-A lemonade. I always get the diet lemonade there, too, because it's really sweet and kind of sour, which I like. And it's also not calorie-free, the diet mm. lemonade at uh, Chick-fil-A, by the way. Look that up if you want to sort of have your mind blown. Uh, anyway, not sweet, very mild lemonade, Dan. Took a few sips, and it's like, I don't. there's no reason to put the sugar in my body. It was nice, kind of refreshing on the way home from mm. from school. It was okay, really. You know, whenever you 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 drink a lemonade and you just want to get out a quill and some yeah. parchment and send a little bird to your mother. You almost cut this bit <laughs> from the last episode. I cut a lot of it out. <laughs> I cut out the part like I thought I tanked it and uh, redid it twice. And then just kept the first one in. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I did do an edit. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, um, chicken sandwich, Dan. Yep. The cane witch. The cane witch. It's a bun mm. with one little sprig of lettuce. Wow. Three chicken strips. Not a patty. They're the same strips, Dan. Whoa. So you lied to me earlier. I did not. You said there was two different types of chicken. I said we'll get into it. Uh, with cane sauce spread across the bottom and the mm. top bun. Wow. They got it on both sides. I like that. Why aren't they know what you're paying for? Doing that with their sauce. Places should do that. Sure. Top and bottom of the bun. Sauce them up. The bun has about 100 little tiny seeds on the top. Little ones. Not the big sesames, the mm. little sesames. That added a little texture. I like that. Quite liked it. This is a simple sandwich. It's hilariously efficient to not even have a chicken patty to set apart from the tenders it's incredible <laughs> just like hey we i guess we'll invest in a little bit of lettuce can just just pull one little tiny bit mm. so there's like one color differentiation on there that's it that's the only thing like the bread and the lettuce is the only thing setting us apart <laughs> from one of the other combos and i gotta say dan this was awesome yeah it, it was really awesome. good yeah that the, sauce makes all the difference it, yeah the, it's it had a lot of like a lot of sauce mm-hmm. on it the bread was really high quality it was rich 
Uh, the bun had a great texture on the top. This is a good sandwich. Does it come close to the Popeye sandwich? Well, gotta say, um, I've had some bad Popeye sandwiches. Sure. I have them too often, mm-hmm. Dan. Um, it has been, I've been made aware that I eat an enormous amount of chicken, fried or not fried. Mm. A lot of chicken in my life. Oh, yeah. Um, should probably cut down for cholesterol reasons. Anyway, um, I've had some bad Popeye sandwiches lately, Dan. You get them like real chewy and weird. Yep, been you're, there. You're not going to have this happen with the Canes bun, I don't think. I still think the Popeye's flavor is better yeah. and their texture of the breading is better. But I, I, I don't think you're going to have that kind of disappointment whenever you bite into one of these uh, Raisin Canes ones. I get the feeling this place is probably pretty consistent. Yeah, I mean, I, it's so streamlined. I mm-hmm. just don't see how it couldn't be very consistent yeah. and i think that's pretty cool i, I like this that is, they're just not they don't mess with it they're not they're no frills and this way it's you could think of it as like a chicken and out mm. limited menu very streamlined regional well it was okay i didn't have it written down it just popped into my head stop stop this dan <laughs> how does it feel andy <laughs> Whenever, whenever you're just giving gold <laughs> and you're getting cold, Andy. Uh, yeah, I, I really like raisin canes. I'll probably be back in there for the sandwich. The only reason I didn't get it is because I got it in Minneapolis. Yeah. I already talked about it on the show. Listeners, go back and listen to that. Uh, it's probably unlistenable. And I, yeah, I'll probably be visiting them just because of proximity. Love how streamlined it is. Wonder how often some freaking crunchy dude goes up there just gone off that wacky tabacky and has <laughs> to order two combos because they want six oh. chicken tenders and that's what they're going for andy you can get the one that has six i thought the biggest one only had four. Oh, i, I guess i'm wrong I think whatever the i think that got four okay this doesn't matter I like your joke, Dan. (laughs) Andy. I got an email Mm. as we were recording. Sure. Um, It's 21 minutes ago. It is now 8.38 p.m. on uh, Wednesday, November 18th as we record this. We do these on Wednesday, and you hear them a scant 36 hours later. That's not true. A scant 24 hours. I can't do math. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Somewhere between those two numbers is when you hear them. Also, we have... No real way of knowing when you hear yeah, them. So. Yeah, no. Unless you're Andy's parents. <laughs> <laughs> 36 is probably yeah. right. Speaking of my parents, this email's from my dad. Oh, wow. The title is Eastern Hemisphere Shacks. And the email says, I think Asian Hut was one of your best episodes since the pandemic oh, started. Oh, Good energy. And it was good to hear from Ronald and Wendy. That's the whole email. Thank you so much, Tim. Uh, sincerely, I... I do, it truly like warms my heart anytime you text me and tell me that your dad thought something that I did was funny. Because uh, you know I grew up around Tim Carr and I look at him like the dad I never had. Yeah. <laughs> you had a dad. Well, you wouldn't know by going to church with me. <laughs> <laughs> also found out my passport's on its way, Dan. Ooh, should be wow. back. Should be here by November twenty fourth. You got that real ID yet? I sure do. 
Good for you, Andy. What we, a pain. Didn't we talk about this? I don't know. Last Tower Club. <laughs> sounds bad <laughs> enough to where we did. So, Andy. Yeah. Have you been eating anything with your eyes and ears lately? I have been eating a little bit with my eyes and ears, more than I have been the previous couple weeks. Been catching up with all the, the Robert Zemeckis movies, wow. following along with the blank, the blank Check podcast. I saw you liked My Death Becomes, her review yeah. on Letterboxd, sure so did. you must have gotten to that one. What would you think? thought that was a whole lot of fun. Uh-huh. Wildly underrated. Yeah, it's great. To look at the other reviews on Letterboxd of Death Becomes Her, it... It's crazy to me. I, I love that. I think I gave it five stars. I think it's a pretty perfect little comedy. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. And the effects, a lot of them hold up. Uh, Some of them don't, but most of them do. I also, speaking of effects, last night, I, for the first time in, I don't know, probably 15 to 20 years, I watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Sure. That's some of the best special effects of all time. Great movie. And part of it, I think, is Bob Hoskins is unbelievably good in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Acting against uh, inanimate objects that Mm -hmm. were later, you know, covered with cartoons. And most of the time, he he totally sells it. And pretty much the last person I could imagine doing that. I know. Like, if if you would have told me maybe Rip Torn, I would be like, oh, okay, that's weird. But Bob Hoskins yeah. is uh, right up there with your Rip Torns yeah. as far as guys I would not think work well against Bugs Bunny analogies. <laughs> Part was written for Harrison Ford. Who, Whoa. Who turned it down, yeah. He probably would not have done as good. I don't think... No. Ha- Harrison's a little too... Uh, cool for school mm-hmm. i think to act against a cartoon you know uh, i think my my sense of humor is i'm not exactly on the same wavelength as that movie a lot of the time i did i registered a lot of the stuff as funny but i didn't like laugh out loud that much it's just a really good adventure and a pretty solid noir movie that just happens to have a yep. bunch of cartoons in it and everything in it is played like legit as if, mm-hmm. it, as if it is a real noir movie yeah like it's never winky and the the, the joke is never Hey, look, these are these cartoons here with a few exceptions. But uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really good. The one I loved, Dan, Castaway. Oh, yeah. Castaway rules. Really? Yeah. When did you, did you, have you seen it? I saw it whenever it came out, whatever very young age I was then. I saw that with my mom. Yeah. I I don't know how or why we wound up seeing that together. It was a pretty hyped movie. Yeah. That could have been it. I I think she must have seen you know, Tom Hanks on Regis and Kathy Lee or something. Sure. And we went together because I, I probably wanted to see it too. It's great. It's really, really good until the final like penultimate Oscar speech scene whenever Tom Hanks literally recaps the entire movie mm. just out loud to another character and then explains the themes of the movie. It's kind of long just, to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 130 <laughs> minutes yeah. in, he starts and he's like, I, it just isn't word for word, but... I just had to do everything I could to survive. It was all about survival. Uh-huh. And f- I can do anything I want from here. It, it, like It's an awful speech. Yeah. And it really tanked the movie for me. But, you know, 130 minutes of greatness up to that point. And then it recovers. Like It, oh, it doesn't quite recover because I, sure. I gave it four and a half stars instead of five because of that one scene. Wow. But it still ends really well. Tom Hanks is uh, unbelievably good in it. Uh, he's one of the best actors. How about Forrest Gump? Didn't rewatch it. Didn't Don't think I it. will. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that one is even longer. Yeah. And I did not care for it 
when I watched it. The I don't ever. I don't think I've seen it as like a cognitive uh, adult. Uh, I feel like I've only have. Uh, I remember it so much from whenever I was a kid, and now I basically know most of the beats from the movie as a punchline mm-hmm. or a Weird Al <laughs> song. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe I'll rewatch Forrest Gump. You know what I did rewatch What's recently? That? that night when the uh power went out power yeah. came back on the internet was still on the fritz turned out whatever surge protector it was plugged into yeah. did its job and the surge protector shut off so it wasn't really on the fritz it just yeah. was not turned on to the power so we looked through the dvds did a little rewatch of one of my girlfriend's absolute favorite movies what's love got to do with it andy have you ever seen what's love got to do with it nope well there you go, Andy. <laughs> it looks like you got something on your list to watch because the incredible performance performances, excuse me, from Angela Bassett mm. as Tina Turner. Yeah. And Larry Fishburne mm. as Ike Turner. Lawrence Fishburne in that movie is maybe like the best performance of the worst dude just yeah. he is so good at being ike turner the terrible terrible man oh andy i, I i'm not i'm i'm not even being facetious whenever i say it's a very good movie there is a bit of comedy in seeing angela bassett lip syncing mm. uh tina turner's actual vocals yeah. but you get to a be in awe of Tina Turner's incredible vocals. You get just a classic music biopic, like straight down the lane. Yeah, basically uh, walk hard levels of like just uh, cliche. Yep. Feels good to watch that stuff. It does. Uh, I mean, a lot of things in the movie. It does not feel good to yeah, watch, sure. actually, because some very bad things happen to Tina Turner uh, before she completely rebounds in her 40s. And is it end with her singing Goldeneye? <laughs> no, it ends with her singing. Uh, What's, What's love, love got, got to, to do, do with, with it? it yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, man, Andy and, and our listeners, if you haven't seen What's Love Got to Do with it, I watched it a couple years ago with my girlfriend since it's one of her favorite movies. Why don't, and, why don't they call it What's Love Got to Do with Ike? I think her record label <laughs> told her that that was a little too on the nose <laughs> when she wanted to release the song is that. Oh, man. Great. Great movie. Great musician. Ike, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly just stole a bunch of Tina Turner's really good ideas and uh, beat her up and stuff. Hmm. Andy, you been eating anything with your little eyes? <laughs> My little eyes. I've been meaning to comment on how little your eyes are. You're talking about my ears? Is that (laughs) what you mean? I I told you what I've been watching already. Oh, yeah. I guess we both just went over that. It's because I called an audible and went to What's Love Got to Do With It instead of Lovecraft Country, which I Mm. was going to talk about, um, which I've also been liking Lovecraft Country a lot. I'm only about halfway through it. Uh, But very fun monster of the week sci-fi. I think it... uh, uh needs to pick a lane between being like a big prestige uh every week the story builds on itself and mm-hmm. being more x filesy monster of the week because uh, i definitely prefer that stuff but man a lot of fun that show yeah i fell asleep during the uh, second episode of fargo 
a couple different nights. Oh, <laughs> but I, I'm gonna Indeed. watch it. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it eventually. I, probably maybe this season of Fargo is just it's off the charts, Andy. I, yeah. I can't. It's it. Yeah, uh, it's so good. I I love it so huh. much. Is it? It's still going, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think uh, the most recent episode just came out last night. So mm. probably gonna go pick up some creation just as soon as this bad boy gets done and watch that oh yeah you live even closer to creation now it's mm-hmm. gotta be really nice sure how do. often eating that uh this will only be probably our second or third time since we moved we took so a they, long they moved three days ago so. <laughs> we took like a six-month hiatus from mm. creation uh because of uh a particular employee there oh. that, that we didn't uh, love uh, I think they still work there, but uh, we we buckled because. Yeah. Good God, it's so good, Andy. What you been eating with those tiny little ears of yours? Um, I mostly been listening to old stuff, mm. doing doing playlists. Yeah. Just I don't, I haven't had a lot of time to devote to single albums, mm-hmm. so not a whole lot, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to Rolling Stones earlier today. Exile on Main Street. It's a good album. It is. But uh, read this great article today about uh, the band Pavement. Mm. A B-side suddenly became their most popular song on Spotify. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that article. I haven't read it. It's yet. so good. It's and I went listen to that listen to that song, and um, it's great. It's a great song. <laughs> Greg Turkington was just talking about Pavement on uh, this morning's Best Show, which I just got into the Best Show oh. because it recently rebooted again, and I can eschew the 20 years of material that I... I'm never ever mm. going to get to. I, I'm not even worried about that. I'm on the best show train now, yeah. and God, it's so good. Tom Sharpling is just one of the funniest people. Oh, this morning ever lived. I listened to one of the funniest things I've ever heard on a podcast. Uh, he was singing a parody of a of Deacon Blues, the Steely Dan song, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't even want to spoil it for you because you just are going to have to listen to it yourself. It's on this week's best show. Yeah. It's literally the final moments of the show like the last five minutes of the two hour and 20 minutes yeah i was gonna say if that show wasn't like three hours long i would have gotten into it years ago i cut podcasts for it yeah i'm just like i i love it it's i it's so good i'm gonna have to get into it yeah there's only been a couple new episodes a couple episodes since it's been back i think three and the first one is like mostly a music mix oh nice yeah it's like it's one of his sound collages yeah yeah Yeah. and it's very fun yeah, you got me into Double Threat. I think oh, I, yeah. I just saw a tweet That's, of yours. Yeah. It's Tom Sharpling and Julie Klausner, and it's hysterically funny. And like, it's that show is nothing. Like, they just say, oh, yeah. "Let's talk about a dumb thing that we mm-hmm. found on the internet." It's that show barely has a premise. It's just two funny it people. Absolutely does out. not have a premise. Yeah. They, they'll like talk to one of the cast members of the Munsters mm-hmm. or listen to Alec Baldwin's podcast, uh-huh. whatever tickles their fancy yeah. that week. They do a, th- a bit where they compose emails, <laughs> they com- yeah. fake complaint emails uh-huh. to different companies. And it, I don't know. It's delightful. Yeah. Every Monday, Monday is like the best podcast day. A lot of, a lot of pods drop Monday. What's, what's your order? On Mondays. Oh, my goodness. Uh, weirdly enough, I listened to How Did This Get Played first. That's my first one also. I really like How yeah. Did This Get Played because I, I find Nick Weiger and Heather Ann Campbell just imminently uh, just they're such sweeties yep. and Matt Apodaca as well. Uh, talking about them as if they're listening to the show. It's, I, I just re- I really, really like How Did This Get Played. And that's pretty much always my first one. That Me too. Then maybe Double Threat. Got blocked party. Got 
uh, what a time to be alive. Our Monday schedules are different yeah. from each other. I save Comedy Bang Bang until I can listen to it with my right, girlfriend. Yeah. I'm four episodes behind on yeah. that. I do How Did This Get Played, Double Threat, and then Comedy Bang Bang. It's ah. usually the order. Yeah. And usually I don't get around to CBB till the next day. Yep. I don't I don't have as much time to listen as I used to. Oh, your Kickstarter sucks comes out on Mondays as well. One of yeah. the funniest podcasts ever made. Doesn't come out until uh, a little later on the in the day on Mondays, though. They're a little loose with it. <laughs> I, I gotta connect to Wi Fi from work to to sure. get that bad boy. You threw your phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's usually me doing that stuff. I got a precious <laughs> new I got a precious new iPhone, Dan. I joined Ooh, the Apple wow. family. Look at this little guy. So small. It is little. It's as little as mine, but like seven, eight years newer or something. I like that they just, uh, they'll scale them up and then back down. And, oh. and this is the, the cycle of technology. It's life. so nice having something not brick sized in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And I had the small version of the Galaxy in my previous phone. And this one's like so much small. Anyway, who cares? Certainly not me. <laughs> Anything else we should talk about? I don't think so. I'm right. pretty excited about the next mainline episode. Oh, me Let's too. Talk about some of the food that we ate. Absolutely. I, uh, I, I mean, I'm positively grotto about it. <laughs> <laughs>